The Pat Kenny Show on News Talk. Thanks to SpiritMotorGroup.ie. With secure online payments, buying your next used car has never been easier. With Spirit Motor Group. Well, now I'm joined by Porik Horkin, horticulturalist and member of the Horkin Garden Centre family, who's going to take your questions. Porik, good morning and welcome. Good morning to you, Pat. Now, we've loads of questions. We'll go straight into them. Um, I have space in a small side yard for a greenhouse. The yard only gets partial sun and is concreted. I have room for a six by four or eight by four foot greenhouse. Would Pori think it's worth buying and would it work? Partial sun. Well, yeah, if it's only partial sun padded, which should work really well. Ideally, a greenhouse should be east or west facing where it's getting evening sun so kind of sun from maybe midday right through to the evening is the ideal because that's when the sun is at its warmest and at, at its highest and uh, greenhouses in full sun anyway always need a little bit of shading so partial shade sounds perfectly fine you'll be able to grow a wide range of plants in that and germinate a lot of plants from seed as well so go ahead Fair. go ahead and do it go ahead uh, my hedge is going yellow says joanne what's the best food to feed it uh, with it, yeah, give it a, uh, a granulated fertilizer. So liquid feeds generally aren't strong enough to green up your laurel hedge or, or evergreen hedging. So use a granulated feed pad, something like a tree and shrub fertilizer. Osmo Pro 6 is very, very good. Apply it now, particularly after this rain, and then reapply in about six weeks time. And that will keep the hedge lovely and green and growing. Annie says, I planted tomato and pea seeds and I'm delighted they've all started to grow, but I Great. forgot to label them and I don't know which is which. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's very easy to distinguish, Pat. The peas will have a very slender, upright um, shoot, so very thin, like a pencil thin shoot. The tomato on the other side will be more ferny type foliage. So they're very, very distinctive. Um, so the pea w- will also be very upright in its in its growing habits. So easy to distinguish and um, certainly within a couple of weeks you'll know the difference between both. Yeah, because the tomato is kind of a vine and... Um, yeah, and it's got more... Bro- yeah. Yeah, and it's more ferny type foliage and it's a little bit bushier as well, whereas the peas tend to be very, very upright, pencil-like. Uh, I have a rhododendron whose leaves are completely brown, probably due to lack of watering. Can you ask, Porik, if there's anything I can do or is it gone? Well, the first thing is to give it a really good watering and rhododendrons need plenty of, they're a woodland plant, they're like their feet to be moist. So it's important to re-water it and, and give it a couple of weeks. It should reshoot again, uh, depending on how dry it got, but start watering it now. Once you see some new growth, make sure you use an ericaceous liquid feed. So that's specifically for rhododendrons and azaleas and camellias. And this is the time of the year to be feeding your rhododendrons. Once they go out of flower, feed them because that's what produces the flower buds for next year. But a good watering, water it maybe every three weeks, every two to three weeks at this time of year, and hopefully you'll get some new growth from the plant. Okay, now this is a kind of a complicated one from D. Our back wall, which is under a fence, our garden is actually lower than the neighbour behind us, so it okay. means there's a shelf I could plant flowers in, but I'd like to hide the wall too. Can you suggest a plant that would grow down over the wall? So the shelf must be kind of close to the top. You plant something there that would grow down, fall down, if you like, and cover the wall. 
And D obviously has some soil there because the neighbor's garden is backing onto that wall. So it's the perfect uh, situation for planting something to creep down. The best plant I can think of is Cotoneaster damari. It's an evergreen shrub, so it'll retain its foliage all year round. The branches will droop right down the face of the wall. It produces white flowers in the spring and beautiful red berries in the winter. And because it's evergreen, it's going to cover the wall for you. Another plant you could consider would be Ceanotus repens. And the word repens in Latin means, Pat, creeping. So it creeps, it follows its name, it's Ceanotus repens, it's a Californian lilac. Again, totally evergreen, beautiful blue flowers, and again, it will cascade down the face of the wall and come down anything up to five or six feet on the wall, as will the Cotoneaster damari. So both of those plants would, would work really well. My Philadelphia smock orange has never bloomed in the ten years, eight years I've had it. It's healthy, gets full sun. What can I do? That's from Mike in Galway. Well, the first thing, Mike, is don't prune it because the pruning of Philadelphia's Philadelphia's flowers in late spring, early summer, beautiful plant patch with white flowers and an orange scent to the, the flower. But because it flowers in at that time of year, it flowers on the previous season's growth. So if you prune it in the spring, late summer or, or winter, it won't flower the following year. So my advice, Mike, is leave it alone allow it to settle. It obviously has well settled in at this stage. Give it a feed of sulfate of potash because that helps to induce flowering in fruiting and flowering plants. So apply that now, again, particularly after the drop of rain, it would be ideal. And repeat that again in six weeks' time. Sulfate of potash, that helps to induce flowers into the plant. But leave it alone, no pruning whatsoever. And I would expect flowers next summer. Should I still water flowers that were in bloom in the early spring as I'm trying to conserve water? Well, remember that you can recycle water, and Pat, and we talked about this last week. You can use dishwasher, for example, with detergent in it. If you're using water from, from the vegetables, you can use it. And the water ban is a hose ban, not a watering can ban. So you can still use your watering can to water your hanging baskets and containers. Now, plants that are newly planted will need watering, but those plants that are in the ground over a year will be perfectly fine. There's no need to be giving them water unless they're showing water stress. The leaves are actually beginning to droop. So it's it's really should be only applied to newly planted plants, i.e. in the last six months. Give them a watering. Certainly use recycled water if possible. And if you must use water, then do it from a watering can and be conservative. Marianne Lugan says, I stupidly let my potted camellia get waterlogged. Most of the leaves have fallen off. Is it dead? Can I revive it? Well, you should be able to revive it. It's probably the converse to the rhododendron question we had earlier on. So my advice is to take it out of its pot if it's waterlogged, shake off any excess compost. Remember the camellias are ericaceous plants, so they need an ericaceous compost. So repot it into a pot with good drainage and see what happens. It'll tell The plant will tell you in the next five to six weeks whether it's going to go back into growth again. But I would be hopeful, Pat. I think it's only a temporary setback and I'd expect that camellia to come back into leaf again, certainly by the end of August. My peony roses took a battering from the wind. Should I prune them back now or wait till later in the year? Well, anything that's tattered or battered or or damaged, you can certainly trim those branches off. But peony roses, a bit like daffodils, they need the the light now to build them up for next year. So don't cut off all the foliage. Just remove those that have been damaged, bent, or that are gone brown naturally and leave the other growth to grow on. Feed your peony roses again at this time of year with something like a rose fertiliser because it's all about building them up for next year. So apply a a rose fertiliser now and repeat it in about three weeks' time and that will build those peony roses back up again. So just remove whatever's been damaged. Uh, Mary, a question. I have 20 very healthy Florabunda roses, but one bush, the leaves have turned completely yellow. 
what could be the problem? Well, it could be a virus problem. So roses that get a virus and that can happen when aphids attack the plant, they can inject it with a virus. You get that yellowing the leaves, particularly a kind of like a chlorosis where you can see the veins and, and the, around that it goes quite yellow. Um, any spray damage could damage it as well. So if you put on rose clear, for example, in, in really sunny weather, that can turn roses yellow uh, as well. Or excessive feeding. If you put too much fertilizer against the base of the plant, it can it's caustic and it can burn the plant as well so just leave it maybe for another couple of weeks let's see let's see how it will it come back into green growth again Uh, if not remove it remove it from the bed Um, I have a wisteria uh, three years old bought for my 40th birthday uh, given by my mother it was in flower when I bought it hasn't flowered since while I I know it takes time to settle I planted it beside a pergola it's climbing but it stops when it it reached the full height of the pergola how should I best train it to help support it growing horizontally and obviously get it to flower again yeah, and, and the thing with many plants, Pat, where you often buy them in the garden centres, and because they're in pots and they're confined, it forces the plant into flowering. And then when you put it out into the garden soil, because it's got the freedom of a root run, it tends to switch over to vegetative growth. You get a lot of new growth, and, and that's what you want from your wisteria. You want plenty of young growth to train on the pergola. The great thing is that wisteria is very, very flexible. And at this time of year, you tie in the branches to the pergola. So flatten the stems down, tie them in with some soft ties to take the frame of the pergola and it'll settle down to flowering. Now it does take a couple of years for wisteria to finally set and settle down, up to five, maybe seven years but once it starts flowering they're generally very reliable after that. But spend the next couple of years training the plant to take the shape of the pergola and it'll be absolutely magical in a couple of years time. All right. And there we have to leave it. Porik, thank you very much for all your wisdom and advice. Porik Horkin, horticulturalist and member of the Horkin Garden Centre family. 